Welcome on into the very first episode of the Well, We're Waiting podcast, which if you're not familiar, that is a quote from the comedy classic, Caddyshack. This mo- this podcast is going to be a lot different from the other ones that I host. This is not about basketball. Um, this is going to be kind of a, a uh, kind of like a late night show. It's going to be funny. Uh, have little skits. We're going to talk about actual serious issues, but we're going to try and keep it lighthearted. Um, and eventually, you know, I'll have guests on. Um, but the whole point is to to make a few jokes, have a little bit of fun, but also, um, you know, take a deeper look at life um, and at certain points. Um, so today's episode is going to cover... Um, something that is is commanding the news waves right now and that's the coronavirus um it's not anything that's that anybody's unfamiliar with um but again like i said we're gonna keep it keep it funny um have a little bit of fun um this podcast i'm i'm committing to once a month um of putting this out now i may put it out more often than that, but I'm going to get out an episode of this podcast at least once a month. Um, so yeah, we'll go ahead and get on into it. Now, one of the things that I've noticed with this whole coronavirus crisis thing right go- going on right now is, and the news does this all the time, is the news is fear-mongering. They're, they're trying to scare everybody. And, you know, you see it all the time if you watch watch the news, um, you'll be watching normal TV show, and then if it's on a channel that that the news is on, um, during the commercial break, it'll show a reporter and it'll say, is your child in dire danger, or is your child in danger of getting killed, or something like this, find out at seven, like, that's, that's what the news does, their job is, is to scare people, that's how they get their ratings, and, I decided to get out the news about, um, about this pot or about this, uh, this virus. We needed people that could be more calm, could have a more lighthearted approach to it. And I thought nobody would be better than this than a couple of Cajuns. And the reason, reason for this is if you've ever watched, um, Swamp People, or Duck Dynasty, these people are chill like 99% of the time about everything. Um, you know, you, you could have a guy going to see his friend um, that lives in the swamp, of course, where alligators, snakes, scorpions, all that kind of stuff lives, and they're not freaked out about it. Um, goes over to his house, there's an alligator on the front porch, doesn't think anything of it, walks through the door, you know, and comes up and like, hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but there is a gator on your front porch. And while they're talking about this, the gator is trying to break through the door while they're talking. The guy go, oh yeah, I see it. Ah, that, that ain't nothing more than a five footer. We're totally fine. So my thinking is that 
people like this would be perfect for reporting the news. They're not going to freak anybody out about anything like that. And they're going to keep a level head when it comes to any type of, of issue. They're not going to fear monger like the normal news does. So which brings us to our first segment, Cajun News with Jim and Earl. So, <clears throat> alright, well, well, uh, this here is Jim, and this right here next to me is Earl. Man, you don't need to be uh, introducing me, that's just ridiculous. Well, anyway, what we're going to be talking about today is the coronavirus. You hear about this? Yeah, I've been hearing a little bit about this. But what we wanted to talk about is what you need to be doing to keep yourself safe. Now, I have here from the CDC some of their recommendations. First one here, wash your hands. Wait, are people not washing their hands on a normal basis? I, I mean, I hope so, but that's nasty. Also, stay six feet away or more from other people. Man, that's just common sense. You don't, you don't need to be close to other people. Other people are nasty. And then finally, sanitize everything around you. Which that's just that's just good housekeeping. I mean, you grab a little bottle of Jack or some Everclear, put it on all your tables, all your your uh, doorknobs. Keep it nice and clean. I mean that that should. I mean. Why are they putting this list out? This is stuff that you should be doing anyway. You should be washing your hands. You should stay away from other people. Not be shaking everybody you meet's hands. That's just gross. And you should sanitize your house and those, the stuff around you. Because why, why, why be sick all the time? That just takes away time from hunting. So that was the first episode of the Cajun News. Um... Kind of felt silly the whole time I was doing that, but we'll see how it works. I mean, all, all this stuff in this, this episode is just stuff that I've come up with in my head that sound funny while I'm writing it, but we'll we'll see how it ends up going. <laughs> but um, but anyway, um, one of the things I wanted to talk about here in this opening, opening monologue that we're going through right now, um, this quarantine... Um, you know, the government has told us that if you can stay in your house as much as you possibly can, again, stay away from everybody else. But I, I look at this as a good opportunity to, uh, to bring the family together. Um, you know, be with your kids, with your family, um, you know, maybe start doing family dinners again or, or family game night, stuff like this. And one, you know, and all these families being together has been a really good thing for most people. And it's brought families closer together. But in some instances, it's brought them a little too close together. And it's actually led Alabama country singer Adam Hood to announce that he is releasing an album called Found Love in the Quarantine. No, but in all seriousness, like this... The, you know, the virus it is a serious issue. And, you know, serious. You know, serious. What do you know about serious? Well, I have kissed a man. If you can name that quote, 
um, send me a message on Instagram or on email. That's something I want to do with this, this podcast a little bit is I'm really good at remembering movie quotes and things from movie movies, TV shows, all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to throw them into the shows. I'd love to hear if you can identify the quotes that I use. Um, and at some point, you know, if this actually grows into something, you know, maybe first person to tell me what it is gets a free t-shirt or whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> you know, so that's, that's kind of the plan with this show. Again, it's, this show is to give a little bit of news, but it's really just meant to be funny. Um, and so with that, we're going to head into, um, really exciting. I got president Donald Trump to actually come in and be our entertainment suggestions guy. Um, so he, in this next segment is going to be talking to you about, uh, movies, bands, comedians, whatever he wants to talk to you about. Um, and just give you suggestions. And, and right now is a great time to be listening to this, you know, as you know, if you're struggling to find a good movie to watch or a good podcast to listen to or whatever, um, President Donald Trump will, will help you with that. So we'll get to that in this next segment. All right, so this is President Donald J. Trump. Now, when CJ asked me to give suggestions on movies and TV, I was like, that's, that's silly. Why would I do that? But then I thought, no, because... Donald Trump watches the best movies, listens to the greatest music of all time, and people need to know about it, okay? So, first off, I want to talk about the band Nothing More. Now, this band is from Sacramento, Texas. Not Sacramento, San Antonio, Texas. Why didn't you have that right? On my notes here, it says Sacramento. What is wrong with you? Anyway, it says set, he, they are from San Antonio, Texas, which Texas, love it. Great state, great people, do a lot of great things. Now, part of this segment that I wanted to do is I like to sing my songs and I add in the words that I want added into the song to make it relate to me more. So, we're going to sing three Nothing More songs, and I'm going to add in my little things. So, first off is We Don't Stop. So, here we go. We don't stop winning. No, we don't stop winning. That was We Don't Stop by Nothing More. Next up is Salem, which is about the Salem Witch Trials. So, burn the witch, Hillary. Da, da, da. Burn the witch, Hillary. That was Salem, my <laughs> <Mind> nothing more. <clears throat> Finally is stories that we tell ourselves. It's funny how stories that we tell ourselves leave so many things out, like Hillary's emails. So that, that is the band, Nothing More. Now, next, I want to talk to you about the comedian, 
Tom Segura. Now, Tom is a is very, very funny guy. Not extremely active. Likes to just stand there on stage and just straight tell jokes. Very funny. Very fantastic comedian. He has a new special out called Ball Hog on Netflix. I would check it out immediately. Also, he and his wife, Christina Pijit P. How, how do you say this? Anyway, Christina P. hosts a podcast called Your Mom's House. And very funny. Watch a lot of clips. Have funny guests. Extremely funny show. Next is the book 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. Now, Jordan, great guy, psychiatrist. professor at the University of Toronto, writes this book about how to live your life in a better way. They make you a better person, really. I mean, make you close to the kind of person that Donald J. Trump is. Anyway, finally, I wanted to tell you about the movie Ford vs. Ferrari. This movie is great. It's all about American ingenuity about how we are so much better at making cars than the Italians. Also, before I leave, I wanted to tell you about another movie that I recently watched. Now, I know I give Hillary Clinton a lot of crap. I really do. But I just watched Godzilla, King of the Monsters. And I gotta tell you, she is the best giant green lizard that franchise has ever had. She was fantastic. Alright, now finally, before I go, I just wanted to wish CJ's parents a happy anniversary. Now, these two, fantastic couple. I've met a lot of couples. These two are easily, easily in the top three of all couples ever invented. So, happy anniversary to them. So I really quickly wanted to thank President Trump for uh, contributing to the show. Um, you know, he's a very busy man. And I got to tell you, he, he recorded these a few months ago. We have a few stashed um, for future shows. Um, obviously, he's extremely busy dealing with this virus right now. And if we get to the point to where he's still dealing with this virus, um, maybe we'll have to find other other celebrities to fill in, but we'll see. So, some of the stuff I want to talk about with this virus is, um, first off, like uh, the Cajun News guys told us before, um, you know, take take your precautions with this. Um, you know, treat it serious. I mean, this is not going to kill us all, but it's going to take out a lot of people. And we need to be um, as careful with it. We need to take the precautions. Again, wash your hands. Stay six feet away from everybody. Um, which I got to tell you, when they when they first announced that, the social distancing and staying six feet away from everybody, I know they didn't do it for me. But it really feels like the government was like, hey, CJ is going to be really annoyed with everybody panic buying everything. And everybody losing their minds. Let's tell all strangers to stay at least six feet away from him. 
And to that, I say thank you, President Trump. Um, now, right now, um, this week is projected to be the worst week of them all. It looks like we're getting close to the peak of this and that we're going to start coming back down, um, which is really good news. And so far in states like New York um, and Washington that have been hit really hard, they have needed less hospital beds, less ventilators than they originally um, originally thought that they needed. And that's been really good. The fact that everybody that's had the virus that's gone to the hospital has been able to get a bed, to get the ventilator, to get the medication that they need. Um, that's been, been a really good thing. Um, as far as I've heard, they are currently working on a vaccine for this thing. And it's sounding like maybe by the end of this year, end of 2020, we could have one. Um, and until then, we need to do as best we can to stop the spread of this and really work together as a country to slow this thing down and try and beat it. Now, one of the things that I wanted to talk about real quickly is this uh, this spending bill that the that Congress passed. Um, now, I do agree with them the fact that they needed to do something to help small businesses out and to help people that were going into unemployment and all these type of things. But they didn't need to spend $2.2 trillion to basically give themselves raises to give money to other causes that they've been trying to push through in the past but haven't been able to get done. I, I think a lot of them saw this as this thing's going to pass anyway. Let's throw as much stuff in it, into it as we possibly can. Um, now, that's one of the things I want to get into um, with this podcast is, um, and I mean the podcast as a whole, um, the, well, the Well We're Waiting podcast as a whole, is we're going to talk a little bit about politics here and there. Um, and I'll just tell you my stances on a few things before we go forward, just so you, you kind of know what you're dealing with here is, um, I believe in as small a government as possible. I believe in not having or spending the least amount of money possible and to allow the states and the counties and each town to govern themselves and that the, the federal government is really just there for uh, the military, for infrastructure, things like that. Um, and so that as you listen to further episodes of this podcast, you'll start to get um, more of a feel for that. Um, one of the things I want to talk about, though, is President Trump, during one of his briefings, was talking about hydroxychloroquine. Um, it's actually a medicine that they've been using over in Greece, Italy, Spain, all these countries that have been hit really hard with this, this virus um, have been using, and, and it's been really successful. And it's a drug that's been around since the 50s. Um, usually used for malaria or lupus. Now, there was a lady that her husband ended up dying, and they said it was from um, this hydroxychloroquine. Now, what they ended up finding out was that this lady had fish tank cleaner, and on the bottle it said something that looks close to the word chloroquine on it, 
And the story is that she and her husband drank it. The husband died from it. Now, one of the things I want to say about this is the the media ran with this and acted as if Trump was the cause of this man dying. And, you know, they had this lady on the news saying to not trust anybody and to, to not use this stuff. Um, you know, but what has come out um, with other reporters actually going in and doing the research, not just immediately putting a, a slam piece on the president, uh, was that this woman had wanted to divorce her husband, had come back to him a few times, but had filed for divorce a few times and had had the call, cops called on her for a few times for um, assault and things like this. Now, I'm not going to say that this lady killed her husband, but I am going to say, though, that the original story of these people listening to Trump's press conference, hearing hydroxychloroquine and deciding that they needed to drink fish cleaner... Fish tank cleaner? It's a little sketchy to me. I, again, make up your own mind, but not everything adds up with this. Now, one of the bright spots with all this that's going on is that we're seeing the power of the private sector. Um, and this, this whole crisis should show us that Going towards socialism, like Bernie Sanders and a lot of the people that ran for president on the Democratic side want to, is not the way to go. Um, the CDC's test that they have for this virus takes five hours to be processed, and it's an extremely painful test. The private sector, on the other hand, has developed a five-minute test, at-home test, and is in the works on a two-minute test that you can do at home that is not painful at all, very easy to do. Um, also, uh, face masks. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk about the, the hospitals running out of these surgical masks, the N95, I think is what they are, masks. Um, the owner of my pillow. I think you've seen him on TV a few times, um, has changed up some of his uh, production from making pillows to making masks, and they're putting out hundreds of thousands of masks every single week. Um, something, again, the federal government would not be doing that. Um, also, the federal government um, only had about 10,000 ventilators in stock, and they weren't being maintained so that nobody knows has any idea if they're going to work. A lot of the private sector has taken over the responsibility of making these ventilators and are starting to put out thousands of these to where, you know, the store of ventilators is going to get up to what it needs to be. And again, this is not because of the federal government. This is because of private sector, because of business owners, you know, the people that um, you know, Barack Obama said, you know, you didn't start your business, the government did. And, you know, those are the people that are, that are coming to save the day is the people that run businesses in this country are putting aside their normal, um, production needs 
to help out the country, and that's really awesome. Um, now, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, and this might be a little controversial to be saying this, but I wanted to talk about China and all this. The you know we know that the virus came from China. Now there's a lot of different stories whether it came from a lab, it came from a guy eating a bat in the wet markets, which that's a topic for another day. I mean the wet markets over there are absolutely ridiculous and have caused um, a lot of deadly viruses um, to be spread out throughout the world. But I wanted to talk about this communist Chinese government. Um, like I said, the private sector is what's saving the U.S. right now. The When the virus first came out in China, they tried to silence everything. They tried to hide it as best they could. When a doctor tried to be a whistleblower and tell the rest of the world what was going on, he mysteriously all of a sudden ended up with the virus and dead. And there was a... The CDC put put out a estimate that if China when they first realized what was going on, had informed the rest of the world and gotten everybody ready for what was to come, they could have avoided 95% of what is going on in the world. And my big thing with this is we need to cut off ties with China. As long as they're going to be this communist government that treats their people horribly, that lies to the rest of the world, we need to stop dealing with them. We need to stop sending our manufacturing over to them um, and take it to other countries. I mean, it would be great if it if we just brought it to the U.S., but I understand that because of price, it makes sense to send stuff overseas, but we need to get our stuff out of China and possibly even go in there and take out this communist regime. Um you know, if you look at countries like this, like Cuba, um, like the USSR, people are desperate to get out of these countries. We need to quit having these people lie to the rest of the U.S. and say that things are great in these countries. They're not. <clears throat> There's a reason that people were getting on boats, getting on anything that they could find that could float just to get out of Cuba. Um and so that's, you know, that's just my two cents on it. Um, but there is a little bit of, um, a little bit of good news um, coming forward is President Trump in his briefings that he's been doing um, on a nightly basis, him and the Mike Pence and his team that they've assembled to try and fight this virus. Um, they've set the date of April 30th as the date that they think that we can start um, the process of stop stopping quarantining everything and starting to get closer to um, everyday life and that hopefully by June 1st we can be close to normal again. I mean... With what's going on, we're, I don't think we're ever going to be back to fully normal. But as close as we can get in the quickest amount of time, I, I think, is is a really good thing. Meanwhile, we do need to be precautious. We need to stop 
the spread, but at some point we need to get back to living normal life. Um, and hopefully, like I said in the said earlier, hopefully by the end of this year there's a vaccine for it, and we can share it with the rest of the world, and we no longer have to deal with this this virus that's going on. Um, so we'll head on into the to um, the this date in history segment, and then we'll head on into um, further segments after that. <laughs> Now for uh, for this next segment is going to be a normal part of this show, just like the Trump suggestions part. Um, that is this date in history. We're only going to cover U.S. history because that's the only history that really matters. Um, but I originally planned on recording this on April 4th, so that's the date that I'm using. But it is April 9th, and like President Trump did, I'd like to wish my parents a happy anniversary. But we are going to do this date in history based off of April 4th. Now this one's a little bit of a sad one. Um, but on April 4th in 1968, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Now, I just wanted to talk about how I think we need to change things up to get back to what he believed in um, for what this country could be. Um, Martin Luther King was a great speaker. He was a great leader. And had a lot of great ideas for how we should run this this country. And part of that was running it as a meritocracy. Um, which basically means, you know, if, if you're looking at a certain job, who is the best person for that job? Not, oh, we have a white guy in this job, that means we need a black female, or we need a gay person, or we need this or that. No, it's just, who is the best for this job? And that is what we need to get back to, back to Martin Luther King's um, suggestion um, or his, you know, his dream, you know, in the I Have a Dream speech, he talks about judging people by their character, not by the color of their skin. And I think we really need to make an effort as a country to get back to doing, doing that. Um, you know, like you look at the NBA right now, they're not, they're not worried about having a certain percentage of this race, certain percentage of this race, you know, it's just who is the best basketball players in the world, put them, those people on the court together. And that's how all jobs should be. And that's how all colleges should be. Um, you know, things like affirmative action right now, um, University of Harvard, you can have an 1150 SAT score as, a, as an African-American and get put into the school um, for white people, it's about thirteen fifty, and for Asians, it's fifteen hundred. Now, what this leads to is a lot of Asian people getting, um, getting denied to go to this school, and some black people get going to these this school that aren't meant to be at that school. Meaning that they're not up for the rigors of what that university offers. And what that results in is the school is too challenging for them. They end up dropping out. And this goes for anybody that goes to any school that is too that is higher than what their level is. But the schooling is too challenging for them. They drop out and then they never go back to college. They don't go to a lesser school. They just stop going. And that's when you get into things like 
you know, drugs and um, other crimes going on, you know, you're hurting that person. Instead of putting them in a school that is at their level and let, letting them succeed and hopefully move on to a great career, they're dropping out and a lot of times just giving up. And so, again, I think as a country, we need to go back to and try to get to being a meritocracy where we are basing everything off of people's character, off their skills, experience, all that type of thing, and not worrying about how old they are, what color their skin is, what gender they are, what race they are, or we already covered that what their sexual orientation is, any of that type of stuff. Um, so yeah, so that has been this week's Dayton History. So in this next segment, I wanted to talk about um, a fad that has been going on um, on the internet. And this is more just to talk about a bigger issue but recently, um, Gal Gadot, the actress that plays uh, Wonder Woman, got a bunch of other actors, actresses, rappers, late night hosts, all, comedians, all these celebrities, and they sang the song Imagine by the Beatles. And first off, how, how is that song supposed to inspire anybody? Um, it's a song about there being no God, no religion, no borders, no, it, it's a, it's a hippie communist song. Um, I don't understand why they're, they're thinking that they can be inspirational with that type of song, but that leads more into the, what I really wanted to talk about here is why do these famous people think that they're so inspirational, think that they are better than everybody else and that what they say has more meaning to people than than what other what normal people say um you know they these people they they hold they host award shows like every three months like i i, I swear that it's constantly the grammys the the oscars the golden globes all this just and all it is is them getting together and patting themselves on the back when all their job is is to go to set read something that somebody else wrote and act like what that person just wrote convincingly like i get that that takes talent but how does that make you uh inspirational how does that make you a hero like these people are not the real heroes the real heroes are the policemen firefighters, people in the military, um, nurses and doctors, especially right now with what's going on. And so I'd really urge people to not look at these celebrities as, as heroes. They're, again, they're just pretending to be some, somebody that somebody else wrote, or they're singing a song or they're telling jokes. Like you can, you can like them. You can like what they put out. Like, yeah, I like a lot of movies, but, you know, I like a lot of Leonardo DiCaprio movies, 
but that doesn't mean I'm going to ask him about foreign policy. Um, or like I'm going to act like he is heroic, like somebody that goes to Afghanistan and fights for our freedom. Now, one of the things I want to talk about with these people also is they, they think that they're heroes, they think they're inspirational, but they cannot take criticism at all. Um, the last, not the last one, but the one award show before this. Anyway, they, they have so many award shows, it's ridiculous. Uh, one of the latest award shows, Ricky Gervais was the host, and he made fun of them. You know, talked about how you come up here, say thank you, take your stupid award, and go sit down. And, you know, you winning your award is not time for you to come up here talk about your politics and talk about, you know, people that are disenfranchised or fundraising that we need to do or the, or global warming and all this stuff. Like that's really the biggest thing that he said was grab your award, say thank you. That's it. That's all you got to do. Like you keep hosting these awards to pat yourselves on the back, but then you think that it's a reason for you to, get up and lecture all of us. Um, sorry. I'm sorry that this episode is not, is not as, as jokey as future episodes are going to be, but this is just something I want to get into. That was just really irritating me. Um, so anyway, we'll go into the next thing, which is the philosophy minute. Now, just like this date in history, this is just something just quick um, talk about a certain principle or something that's happened, give you a quick synopsis and my thoughts on it. So if you don't know, I graduated with a degree in philosophy. Now I did, I learned a lot. Um, and a lot of these classes were fun to take and it was really cool to expand the mind a little bit, but I will say if you're thinking about getting a degree in philosophy, I will tell you a bunch of different books to get and read. Don't go get the degree. Get get a degree in something else. Um, but anyway, today's philosophy minute, minute comes from probably the most uh, famous philosopher of all time, which is Socrates or Socrates Johnson. And Socrates says, the unexamined life isn't worth living. Now... What he's talking about here is a lot of people just go day to day with their life. They go to work, they come home, they go to bed over and over and over again. But what we really need to do, and that stuff is important, like going to work is important. Being with your family is important, all these things. But it is also important to put aside time to examine your life. Think about, you know, you can get really deep and philosophical with it, like, where did I come from? Where am I going? What's my purpose in life? All these things. But what I'm really trying to talk about here is, you know, are you happy in your job? If not, can you make yourself happy in that job or do you need to do something else? You know, what? what's your passion? What, you know, and if you find out it's something else than what you're doing, what are the steps you need to take towards getting to that? Um... You know, if you're a parent, are you being the best parent you can be? 
um, how how do you change what you're doing to try and be better um, whether it's spending more time maybe taking them out fishing or on drives or whatever it is more quality time um, all these type of things um, and right now since a lot of people are out of work right now a lot of people are quarantined um, now's a great time to do this is to really think about your life where you can be better um, and also where are you really successful where are you absolutely nailing it and you know appreciate the fact that you're doing an awesome job there but that would be a challenge that I would give to everybody is is really examine your life and think you know am I living the life that I really want to be am I being the best to the people around me the people that I love and <clears throat> um, you know and if not where do we need to make changes how can we improve all right so now for the last segment of this episode which is the segment that we're going to call the end of waiting which podcast is called well we're waiting so you can figure out the name there anyway what i want to this this segment to be in all future episodes it's going to be a little bit more of a sit down and really think about stuff and where where can we improve kind of like what the last segment was with the quotes from socrates um where we can see improvement and really just deep dive into um everyday life and so one of the you know what i wanted to talk about with this this virus is um, a lot of us notice really quick that we were not prepared for an emergency. Um, you know, I'm LDS. The church has been telling us for decades to have food prepped or yeah, to have emergency food supplies, emergency water, all these different things. And a lot of us got caught not doing that. Um, and so I kind of wanted to talk in this segment about where we can improve there and kind of the where to get started to start being more prepared for emergencies like this. Um, so the first thing that I went about doing was creating what I call a go bag. Some other people call them a 72 hour kit, uh, which basically is, you know, I, I use a backpack um, and the point is to have three days worth of freeze-dried food, have batteries, flashlights, first aid kit, um, you know, just anything that you would need to where if something horrible happened, like say you're in a hurricane area and they tell you to evacuate, you can just grab this bag and go and you know that you're good for the next three days. So then... Next thing that I want to talk about is food storage. Um, now, there are companies out there that you can go to uh, to get food storage. Um, the one that I use and you know would totally welcome them on if they wanted to sponsor this podcast 
is Patriot Supply. Um, now, since all this happened, again, a lot of people got caught not having the things that they are supposed to have. Um, they've had tons and tons of orders, and they're trying to catch up. But in the future, as you're looking to build up your food storage, um, Patriot Supply is a company to look at. Um, also, your most grocery stores now have food storage areas where you can get, um, you know, your freeze-dried potatoes or beans and rice and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then you also have stuff that's like for camping that's freeze-dried that'll last for 25, 30 years that you need to go and buy once and then you're good for a long time before you need to be replacing it. Um, now one thing that, that I've started doing that I would recommend is fill up your gas tank before it goes below half at all times. Um, now I know a lot of people that will only fill up their gas tank when the gas light is just about to come on or it's already on. Now, what are you going to do when something awful happens and you got to get out of town that second. Like like if you're in a hurricane area and they tell you to evacuate. Um, you need to be able to get out of your state as quick as possible. Or else you're going to be stuck in that traffic. Like let's say your tank is empty. You don't have any type of emergency supplies. You're going to have to go pick that stuff up. You're going to have to go get gas. And then you're stuck in traffic. And who knows if you're going to get out of out of town in time before the hurricane hits. Um, that's why, again, I would recommend having a go bag and I would recommend having at least half a tank of gas at all times to where you can get out of town if you absolutely need to. Um, I'd also recommend having extra water around. Um, one easy way to do this is if, you know, you have big juice containers, you drink all that out, wash it out a little bit, fill it up with water, and put it in the garage and have a decent supply of those and you'll have a plenty of emergency water if anything ever happened to the water supply um, I would keep emergency batteries around um, you can put them in the freezer they'll last longer there I'd have and I'd have extra first aid kits and stuff like that around um, now all this stuff I'm not trying to scare you at all this is just stuff that for the future I would just have around just for peace of mind. Um, now I think I think we're gonna get through this virus just fine. Now again, a lot of people are gonna die, and that that sucks. That's horrible. Um, but for the rest of us, we need to be prepared for what's coming. We know that at some point, what's going on in this on this earth is gonna end, and Things are going to get worse um, at times. Things are going to be bad. And it's way easier to go into those type of situations being prepared, being ready to go to where at a moment's notice you know that you are fine with whatever situation is going to hit you. Um, now, I know this episode was not not as funny and jokey as what I'm planning Um and I think I probably sound a little nervous just because 
all I've talked about on these podcasts is basketball so far, which those are those are awesome podcasts. I love talking about basketball, but getting into actual real life issues and all this is is different. And trying to tell jokes in the middle of it and do all this is different from what I'm used to doing now. I'd like to thank you for listening to it. Um, and just know that as time goes on, I will work to get better at this and make this this podcast better. Make it something that you want to listen to. Make it fun. Make it lighthearted. All this type of stuff. Um, now, as we leave, um, this is the... Um, this is the uh, the goodbye that I've come up with for this one. Um, it's three things I'm going to say here real quick. And these three things, will, in f- future episodes, we'll go further in depth on these things. Um, but let me know what you think. So, as always, which again, this is the first episode, so it's not going to be as always because this, this is the first time you're hearing it. But anyway, as always... Remember to take personal responsibility for yourself, approach life with a white belt mentality, and of course, be excellent to each other.